0: I'm Jody Weitz, results and success coach, and these podcasts teach you how to make significant changes to live your dreams, make a positive impact on the world, and drop your regrets. It's time for you to get spectacular. Welcome back to your spectacular life. I'm Jody Weitz, your strategic growth specialist and coach and we are going to be speaking with Robert Realpel today who has a most interesting journey in transitioning and you've got to listen closely to him because he has been through a very much of a downtime and brought himself up into an incredible place. And I'm sure you're going to find it very um fascinating and get some real nuggets of learning. Welcome, Robert.
1: Hey, Jody, glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me on your show. Oh,
0: my pleasure. I've been reading about you
1: and listening to your podcasts.
0: Um, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and then I want you to jump into your journey.
1: Yeah absolutely so um, I happen to be an international best-selling author. I am an app designer, serial entrepreneur but most importantly I have been blessed to be a speaker and a trainer that's traveled all around the world uh, personally taught over half a million students around the world and I've been able to share the stage and actually mentor and train some of the top trainers and thought leaders around the planet today, um, becoming some of them that started as my mentors actually end up becoming friends. And I mentored them as well as they mentored me. So I've had an amazing journey that way. And for me as a person, I'm just someone who loves to help ignite the light in someone's eyes. When they all of a sudden go, what could my life be like? And they go from the doubt to the, you know, it is possible. And from it is possible to I'm now living it. That's what juices me up when someone comes to me and they say, do you remember when you said this? Here's how it's changed my life. I'll tell you, I get either one arm, two arm or whole body goosebumps when something like that happens, Jody. <laughs> so that's kind of who I am.
0: I love it. And you know, what really speaks to me well, and and how you've really touched people's lives is most of your students that you've mentored have become your friends so it really shows a deep care and really something that goes beyond just teaching i mean you're really involved you really want to see people succeed so give me some idea of you know doing these amazing things of how that started And maybe, you know, where things, you know, where you made the decision to be who you are now.
1: Yeah, well, I would say a big part of it starts where where I grew up and where I actually live back now. I live in central Alberta in Canada. And here we're a very, the area is very much farms. There's oil. So it's a different kind of mindset in a lot of different ways. And so growing up, I was taught, look, work hard, stay loyal. Find a business like, or find a company to work for, whether you like it or not. Work for them if they're gonna keep you paid and they pay you pretty well, give you security. And that was my upbringing. But of course, you know, 21 years of age, I'm newly married, and all of a sudden I find out I'm being laid off from my third company because they're closing mm-hmm. the factory. And you know, Jody, I- I'm like, I feel looking hindsight, being 2020. Thank goodness I learned this lesson back then. That if Mm -hmm. I wanted any kind of control in my life, I had to take control of that steering wheel. And, you know, when you talk about how do I get to where I am today, I'll put into this part of the story that a big part of it is someone that I met when I was 13, started dating her when we were 16, and we got married when we were 19 and we just celebrated our 32nd wedding anniversary oh my 2 weeks ago and
0: congratulations <laughs> i you. mean to hear that in in these times um you're you're kind of like the unicorn you know the rare couple that um knew you know knew who they were at that age knew they were in love and then kept that love going um i'd love oh. to hear what the secret to that is. But going back to 21, I'm impressed already that even at 21, third job uh, knew something had to change in your life, but also knew that you, you had to take control. It was up to you to really lay out your journey. Yeah, were you what race that way, or it was just third job, and you said, "Forget it, I'm taking control. <laughs> well, no you know, more, <laughs>
1: no more other people deciding my destiny for me." I, I wish I could actually take credit for it sounding so um, easy and and, and like awe inspiring like that, but it really, um, necessity. Here during that time, oil prices were down, so there was no work when I slid off. So I'm looking for that real job. And after three months, I'm not finding anything. But one of the things I was raised with is you do whatever it takes to take care of your family. Newly married, I said, you know what? I gotta do something until I find that real job. And out of necessity, I had delivered pizzas before. So I started delivering pizzas for Domino's Pizza. And I was doing that for a while when also my franchisee, he sold his store and he bought two stores in a city an hour and a half away. And I wanted something more permanent because I was in that fear base. I don't want to lose another job. What if the new owner comes in? Let's right. everybody go. So I went to my franchisee and I said, look, I want something more permanent. You have two stores now. Do you need a manager? And we talked for a couple hours and he you know, said, okay, in two weeks, you'll move to Calgary. You'll become the manager. And I said, perfect. I've been a driver. Can I learn some in-store stuff to learn how to manage? He goes, I've oh, plenty of time to learn when you get up there. <laughs> so, oh no. Yeah. So
0: two, three, <laughs> uh, There were some red flags coming in there, right? Well.
1: It, I'm up for a challenge, so i got to yeah, tell you. Yeah,
0: right. So, I can tell
1: you've got a great
0: attitude, right.
1: I, I got a hold of an aunt and uncle that lived in the city and said, look, I'm moving up until we can um, find a place to rent here, and can I live with you guys? And I'm not going to be around. I'm going to be working all the time. And so two weeks later, I moved up, and I started managing. Uh, it took about a month for my wife to pack up and come up on the weekends we look for a place to live. Then she moved up, and next thing you know, she ends up becoming my assistant manager because we've always worked together. Hmm. And so she becomes my assistant manager and we go into our programming. We start working hard, open to close seven days a week. And we've been doing this for just over a year. I'm now qualified to be a franchisee because in Domino's Pizza, you couldn't just buy a store. You actually had to successfully manage a store for at least a year, meet a lot of criteria, and then you were given the right to be a franchisee. And so I was now qualified but fear came in again because now my franchisee decided he had made a bad move going from one great store to two stores that were mediocre. Mm. And he decided, I'm out of Domino's Pizza. I'm selling my stores. And we knew by this point, new owners, the first people let go are the managers. Even if no one else has let go, the managers aren't. So out of fear, we're like, okay, we got to become franchisees. we got to buy the store we're in. But we have one little problem, Jody we didn't have any money we didn't have any money and but what <laughs> could that get in have, the way <laughs> yeah well and it's interesting knowing what i know now looking back i we intuitively uh, our our favorite word my favorite word in the world is passion mm-hmm. and so we were passionate that we were going to buy the store we were working in and we spent about 4 months making a lot of mistakes paying people a fee that guaranteed they could get us a loan, but then they wouldn't. Doing a lot of things wrong, trying to figure out how to buy the stores. But we learned something new from every mistake. And at about four months in, we ended up being able to actually buy both of his stores, become franchisees, and we did it with no money of our own.
0: My goodness. And
1: all of a sudden we were like, (laughs) and, and it was like, okay, this is cool. And we became franchisees for nine years. And we nine enjoyed years. it in the beginning for sure, but nine years. And, and we, we started near the seven year mark. We started not enjoying it as much. Mm-hmm. And we started going in debt because we weren't spending as much time in the stores. We hadn't systemized them properly to work without us. Um, part of the frustrations, we had two stores now that were, uh, we had sold one of them and then bought us another one out of bankruptcy. That was eight hours away. So the only way we can make them both work properly is my wife would be in one city. I'd be in the other we'd spend five weeks apart,
0: not a good way
1: for a relationship. So
0: it sounds like, you know, we're we're heading down a path of, of, you know, you're not being passionate about what you're doing. You're not with your life partner and things need to change. So why don't you just give me just a brief uh, description of how that changed, what you decided, and then what your next leap was into this, amazing international trainer writing a book. I mean, pizza owners don't write books, Robert. Uh, and you've broken a lot of stereotypes here. So I'm, I'm curious about this story. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, well, we are deep in debt now. We're over $150,000 in debt. We sold one of our stores out of necessity. And because we had the energy of necessity, at the beginning, we thought we were taking advantage of it. But I've come to understand that we teach people how to treat us. So we taught the person they could do that. And so we sold the store out of necessity. We're still $150,000 in debt. When all of a sudden we get two tickets to an evening. Uh, I wasn't into personal development. I was like my brother-in-law, not to age myself, here, Jody, but my brother-in-law said, hey, there's this guy named Tony Robbins and I've got his cassette (laughs) tapes. You've got to listen to these. And I'm like, I'm not listening to that stuff. But here we are now totally stressed out and we get we are given two tickets to an evening, a three hour evening. We went to it and it blew our minds, mm. blew our minds. And I don't know if you've heard of T Harbecker and Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. And we walk in stressed out, three hours later, we're running to the back and we're putting down $600 that we don't have, that we don't have to pay for a three day weekend with him. Mm. And that was in March of 2001. And in June of 2001, when the weekend was, we only showed up to get our money back because we've gone through buyer's remorse. We realized we can't afford six hundred dollars. This isn't going to work. But because of the way they really interacted with us and didn't try to fight us on the, they just invited us in. We went and st- stayed in to the weekend, and it changed our life. Great. Three days, we understood why we are in debt. We understood where our beliefs came from, mm. and we were just so energized. Mm. We walked out of there with action steps. We knew what we were going to do. And next thing you know, we were able to go from $150,000 in debt to being retired completely financially free nine months later
0: My at the age
1: word. of 32. My word. And our, <laughs> our brain went, that worked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? So it, it really, it really. S- we...
0: Yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No it really sounds like well I mean, um, what what a great moment that that you had with this uh, big huge aha moment but it sounds like you moved out of fear and were really able to look at yourself and take responsibility for your actions your and your plans yes. and um how how did you and your wife get committed to that? Because I know with, with a lot of motivational speakers, it's great to get hyped up, and you know, you're know you waving your flags, you're, you're jumping up and down, and the next week when you're home out of the seminar, uh, you fall into that same pattern. So just give me a, a, a light overview Absolutely. of what, what you did that was different and that incredible nine-month turnaround.
1: Well, first of all, it was the commitment. We went from playing poor me and, and victim to taking ownership. We're the ones that created this situation. And we're the only ones that can get ourselves out. And so we then started investing in ourselves because we realized if that little bit of information gave us great results. And part of it was we had way more expenses than we should have had. Jody, we wanted the instant gratification. We had all the toys. And we realized that's what was causing the problem because we had never heard of what was called passive income. So we didn't have any and we have a ton of expenses so we'll have to work the rest of our life that way and so we made some hard decisions and we started thinking long term what is what is it we don't need in our life right now that if we were to sell it and get rid of the expense it would allow us to get to financial freedom quicker and as we did that journey we saw how it was working i also started tapping into my passion that this is what i wanted to do like it was like everything lined up that If I could even help one person, one person go from being deeply in financial debt to being financially free, it would make it all worthwhile. And I knew I wanted to be a trainer. And as we saw what learning was doing for us, my wife and I, the moment we became financially free, we spent the next two and a half years learning from every master that we could. Mm. We dove deep. We started investing in ourselves because we realized that's the one investment that you'll never lose out on. And, and I'm a big believer. Don't just learn one way. Don't just learn from one person. You can take nuggets of gold from every person, even if you go, Oh, that was a terrible, you know, training, or ah, I don't know, look for one thing in it, take one nugget of gold out of it. And I'll make it all worthwhile. And I ended up by for two and a half years, not only did we learn, but because we were financially free, we started giving back. And here's a secret to the journey for your listeners. I know, I am a world-class procrastinator. I know that about myself, and I own that. So instead of, to, instead of trying to say, hey, it's not true, you're not, come on, I knew I could create situations where I didn't have the time to be procrastinator. So not only were my wife and I now financially free, but we, for the next two and a half years, volunteered at as many events as we could, A, to give up service and B, give back, but B, knowing the more we were in that energy, we were in right. thirty-eight events a year. How, how many we events? had no choice but to stay in a higher vibration.
0: Yeah. How many events? events thirty-eight. Nice. Now going back, I, I love this story because, and especially when you said, the most important thing is investing in yourself, and you did that for two and a half years, mm-hmm. pulled yourself out, learned from even the, the smallest. Stripper or bit of information went into your, your full self. And that's really impressive because you, it sounds like you and your wife were really hungry for learning. And, and you know, this was something that really did ignite your passion. Um, World class procrastinators and got yourself financially free. How did you I, I, just for the listeners that perked up my interest what you, can you tell our listeners about becoming um less of a procrastinator and more of a doer what is your secret
1: yeah um it's a, a quote i came up with just a little while ago that says this design your day in such a way that procrastination cannot play <laughs> and here's here's what i mean by that see i know that if I give myself time where I don't have to be up at a specific time, I'll sleep in. I'll find a reason to just hit this news button one more time. So I, on purpose, I book my meetings, schedules, everything early in the morning, so that I, because when I commit to someone else, and this is what happens, it, you notice we're easier to keep our commitments to others than we do for ourselves.
0: Absolutely.
1: And so I will then sit there, and when I do my schedule. Someone will go, well, and, and I've got time zones all over the world working with students now. They go, oh, is uh, uh, 6 a.m. too early. I was on my first call at 6 a.m. this morning.
0: My goodness.
1: And yeah. so it's like I'm up because the moment I'm up, I'm going. Now, I've learned to not get burnt out. I, I don't get upset if I take a power nap in the afternoon because I, I, when I do, like I talk about things called like the four phases of life that people are constantly going through. And one of those phases is called the energy phase. And when I'm in my energy phase, that's a productive phase. That's the time to get stuff done. And if I'm in a production day, I can go 16, 18, 19, 20 hours. So I make sure I have the balance pieces so that when I do a long day like that, I'm still taking care of myself. I don't burn myself out again. Because I'll tell you, Jody, I've gone through burnout in a number of ways over the years. And so I've really been paying attention to what's working, what's not working. What would I do different because if i don't take care of me, how can I expect to be able to help others and so you know those are the and and all the stuff that I, the vibrant life I have today is because my wife and I put the work in and we've made mistakes we've made corrections we kept going
0: and you've also listened to your own rhythms and your own energy cycles and your own um need for rest and restoration and that is key with um having and fitting in a full day but i i think that's a a beautiful statement a booking knowing that you're going to show up for others much more than you're going to show up for yourself (laughs) knowing that about all of us you book first thing in the morning and that gets you going and that's a great tip for a lot of people to not just leave the alarm clock off to just sleep in and wake up groggy and have nothing to go to um that that is key
1: yeah so yeah absolutely
0: yeah so Al, you know i just want you to you know, what what is one of the best things in that two and a half years, besides getting all these nuggets, what kept you on track? What kept you on the path of continual learning other than enthusiasm and excitement, which I'm feeling you have in spades, Robert.
1: (laughs) I still have the hunger for learning. So even though I've been blessed to travel around the world several times teaching, I'm a student as much as I can as well. I love to be in another audience. I love to listen to podcasts. I love to be that student because one of the things I've learned along the journey is the moment I think I know everything, I'm done. I'm done. And so I, you know, the, like even how we connected, you and I connected to be on this show. I've met mm-hmm. so many amazing people and those are who you surround yourself. It's another key. Um, you know, here here's a practical skill for your listeners. And and I'll ask it in a form of a question for you, Jordan. Um, have you ever heard the advice surround yourself with like-minded people?
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And that's that's great advice, right?
0: Absolutely. It it is. It it, it can keep you motivated and learning, as you mentioned.
1: Yeah. And I for years I believed that. For years, I would tell my students from the stage, how many of you feel blessed to be in a room of like-minded people? And they'd be all, "Yeah." <laughs> but then right after COVID started, a mentor of mine put it into a whole new perspective for me. And it changed my paradigm just like <gasps> that. Okay. And here's what he said. He said, so like, Jody, if you and I, let's say we were in the same town and we wanted to go to a mall and we go to a bus stop and there's three other people waiting for the bus. Well, the five of us were all of like mind." We're waiting for the bus and the bus is going to take us to the mall. That's it. And so he said, what you want to do is you want to surround yourself with growth minded people. Uh Mm -hmm. And here's the difference between a like minded and a growth minded. The growth minded person is the one that's going to be willing to have those tough conversations with you. That maybe they'll be there to be your greatest um, praisers and great job. You're doing awesome. But they're also going to be the ones that are willing to kick you in the ass when you're playing too small or when you're in your own way. And so, you know, I referred to earlier, one of my I have no problem admitting that I would not be here doing what I do today, being where I am today if it wasn't for my wife. Because with my upbringing, you didn't think outside of that box. It was here's the way you do things. That's it. But she's such an outside of the box thinker that she's not willing to let me play smaller than I am. See, if it was left to me, I'd be comfortably miserable in a job, right? Miserable, but it'd be secure, maybe.
0: <laughs> right.
1: And so it's a gift that she gives me. And it's a gift that I give her as well. Because if you have people in your life that are willing to sit there and say, hey, great job and or look, you know, that was a kind of a jerk move or why are you not stepping up? Because, you know, a question I was asked a few days ago, what is one of my biggest, um, things that sabotages my success. Mm-hmm. And for me, self-doubt. Ah. And so
0: how do you, how do you recognize that you are in self doubt? And then what do you do to quickly flip that around?
1: Well, if, because I'm so self-aware now um, for me, if I don't catch something in the first few minutes, then, you know, that's odd. but if I didn't catch it, my wife will. And I'll give you the example. I took three and a half years off, as we were talking about earlier, and when I was getting ready to prepare for my very first training, after three and a half years, my wife comes up, she goes, uh, what's the matter? I'm like, nothing. She's like, no, 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 no. She goes, what's going on? And, I, and you know, she kept prodding, and I finally said, I said, what if I don't have it anymore? And she's like, what do you mean? I said, it's been three and a half years since I've trained. What if I don't know how to train anymore? Well, she looks at me she goes, uh, are you done with that? <laughs> I'm like, what, am, what do you mean am I done with that? She goes, have you let that crap go? I said, what? But I haven't trained for three and a half years. She goes, exactly. And the moment you hit the stage, it's going to be like you never left. So are you done with that crap? And I'll tell you, you know, 30 people go all the time, 32 years of marriage. You've been with your wife 35 years now. How do you guys make it last? And I say, I've learned the two most important words in a relationship, Jody. Yes, dear. (laughs) (laughs) And when I finally when I finally get out of my own way, that's and she was right, of course. The moment I hit the stage, it was the three and a half years off the stage didn't seem to even be in existence anymore.
0: Right. So she knew you. She sounds like your biggest fan and supporter. And, and what a blessing to have that person next to you. Um, and, and you know again, I love that growth mindset of people who are going to have those honest conversations. Yeah. because you know, look, it takes a community. you know, it takes a family. It takes a, a, a church. It takes you, know, a volunteer unit that you're passionate with. It takes everyone you're with, and interacting with, um, to make you a better person and to be mm-hmm. honest with you. That's yeah. a great point. Yeah. Well, um, Robert, what I want, what what is next? What's your next passion? Um, <laughs> what, and how are you going to push yourself to, to get that?
1: Yeah, well, what's interesting is um, COVID changed my life. I went from flying 200,000 miles a year on average around the world to zero. And um, you actually said the two most important words that have helped me and my wife transition anytime we hit a roadblock. And those words are what's next? And so, where I'm sitting right now, I'm in my dining room of my, uh, we're blessed we have a beautiful acreage that we bought three years ago. And the main reason we had bought this acreage was because our plan was for me to start slowing down even more, even though I was taking six months a year off, even with flying so much, I still have six months a year off. Our plan was to have a property where we could build our own training center. Mm. And instead of me traveling around the world, my students, because I love training trains, when I can watch someone and, and just make a couple of adjustments, make them more authentic, make them more present on the stage, more connected to their audience, that's just my sheer passion. And so... When COVID shut me down, I, March 10th, 2020, um, I landed um, back in Canada from doing a three-day training in India. March 11th, I went mm-hmm. into lockdown. All of a sudden, all my live events got canceled. And so we went into victim role for a little bit. We did. I, I, my, it's amazing how powerful the mind is. All of a sudden, it's like, I started feeling sick. What if I got COVID? I just came back from India. And my wife, who refused to isolate from me, she got sick. And we went through two or three weeks where the even being awake for a couple of hours was hard. And we went through stuff, but we started to ask ourselves, what's next, what's next? And my wife said, well, we bought this property for you to go virtual, for you to build a training center. I know we weren't gonna do it for three or four or more years from now, but why wait? You're home, we've got the time. And so we started putting things in place. December 12th, we broke ground. And I'm looking out my window right now. We are about a week away from me moving into my brand new training center. 1500 square feet my hmm. office my recording studio and so we've transitioned and what's cool is being home is we love our space we love that people are going to be able to come in and enjoy enjoy our what we have here and learn so you know it, it's just what's next
0: hmm. and keep
1: asking yourself that and then make a little adjustment because the world will throw your curveballs and it's not that it won't. The question is, how do you respond? Do you react yeah. to them and go, why me? Or do you react and go, okay, why me? Okay, well, this is the lesson. <laughs> Away we go. Yeah.
0: And congrats on, on your being on the brink of having that beautiful center ready and, and willing to, again, ignite your life and the world. And it really sounds like you took a lot of silver linings from the COVID experience. You know, you said, all right, we're here. Um, your goal was to slow down anyways. So it really sounded right. like you manifested a way to slow down and to keep doing
1: right. what you love. Don't tell the world I created COVID then.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. You right. Just, you just blew past it and said, we're not gonna be victims we are going to, again, just like a 21 year old, I'm going to take charge. I'm going to be responsible and I'm going to do what I continue to love to do. And I'm not, I'm going to figure a way around it. So congrats. That that sounds wonderful.
1: And I I love empowering people. Yeah. I love empowering people. And one of the things I tell all my students, especially in this time is one of the practices I love to do and it empowers me is I reach out to three different people a day and I ask them three simple words. How are you?
0: Mm.
1: Because, you know, social distancing, I believe, is the worst thing they could have called it. Physical distancing, sure, to keep safe. But now more than ever, we need to be social. And how many people are missing that interaction? And, you know, I do it without attachment. I do it out of genuine to connect with the person. How are you? And One of the biggest blessings of this whole thing that the world's gone through is I've had more deeper conversations and connections with people than I've been able to have in years because I was always busy. And having those connections, conversations, that's what really gets me going, wow. And I go, you know, last Thanksgiving, we went around the table. What are you thankful for? And I Mm -hmm. said, I'm I'm thankful for COVID. (laughs) And and the rest of the family looked at me and they're like, What? And I said, Because of the connections I've been able to now have. That I haven't had in years, and, and I feel so blessed because of that.
0: Yeah, um, and again, we were speaking about your deep relationships with um, some of the people, your students that you work with, and and that really, I'm really feeling that thread through your work with family members, uh, you know, friends, community, in asking how they are, and and again, I agree with you. COVID allowed us to stop and to really think about, you know, is our life working? What would we do to change it? Um, I've worked with so many people who have done resets, pivots, and it's been great. And yeah. I don't wanna say great for everyone, but it, it's allowed us to get off the working treadmill and to think and just yep. to take that time. And that's been wonderful. Well, Robert, what I'd like to do is ask, uh, first of all, how people can contact you. And, um, you know, I want you to also tell them about your podcast, because you've got some real uh, nuggets and jewels of learning on there. And um, let's uh, let's start with with your website. And I need your spelling. For the uh, <laughs> listeners, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> they're gonna want to. Um, they to want to get that.
1: So. Yeah, they can go to Robert Rio which is so Robert R O B E R T and my last name Rio Pell R I O P Peter E L dot com, and that'll take you to um, for more about me. And what's cool is you can also follow me. Just put my name into Facebook. I have a fan page you can follow. Um, my podcast that you mentioned. You know, it's interesting. I haven't recorded an episode in a couple of years, but it was me traveling around the world, just putting thoughts down. And that's why um, of the 104 episodes, only about three of them were actually interviews. The rest are me doing five or 10 minutes of here's what's in my mind. And I'd be in a hotel room somewhere in the world and I would do three or four of them in a row because I'd have some time in between trainings. Um, And it's called Success Left A Clue is the name of the podcast, which is the same title as my first book. And um, what I would love to do for your listeners, Jody, is for having me on your show, I'd love for them to be able to get a copy of my book, the ebook version, as our gift to them. Oh,
0: how generous. Thank you, Robert. How can they do now, that?
1: Well, it, they're going to go to robertriopel.com to get it. But it does come with a caution. You see, the book is not just a book you read. Uh, what step number because I go through six steps in the book on how to create the life that you truly want and step number three is the step is action and a lot of people don't take action that's a big difference between success and non-success and so the way I wrote the book is it's a workbook you'll go through and then I'll say here's the action step do not read any further until you complete the step and then the next chapter starts with Did you complete the last step? If not, (laughs) go back and complete it now. So it does come with that instruction that don't, it's an easy read. Don't just pick it up and and go through it, read it, and then put it on the shelf and make it shelf help. Mm. That's not going (laughs) to help anybody. (laughs) Shelf help, I love that. (laughs) So I want them to do the action steps because if they do, I guarantee you it will make a huge impact in their life to really designing their spectacular life that they want. And, and the reason I wrote the book is because it's what I needed in my life and what I did to create the life I have, if that makes sense.
0: That makes a lot of sense. And I, I am glad you pointed out that action steps, you know, I always say without uh, action steps, a wish is simply remains a wish and a dream. Great to have, wonderful, but recognize it for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Robert, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on. uh, Your energy is infectious, and I love hearing your story. Um, And I invite everybody to check out Robert's work and get started on his workbook and um, making those changes. Thanks, Robert, so much.
1: Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me here. All right.
0: Take care. I'm so grateful that you've listened to the end of this podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review it, and share it with your friends. I love teaching insights so that you can have a more impactful and meaningful life. It's my mission to build a thriving community of happy, fulfilled people. Want more? Visit my website at yourspectacularlife.com dot com.